Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. I needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, and also hosts the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He is on X at Jeff underscore Calkins, and he joins the program now. Jeff, how's it going? Good. Happy uh, National Burger Day. Have you celebrated with your uh, burger yet? I've not had a burger, and, I, and not only that, I don't believe I will have a burger. Okay. Now that I think about it, no, I went to a, there's a little place across from the Daily Memphian called By the Brewery. I got to tell you, it's very good. Yeah. Delicious. The Reuben there, just tremendous. And they're not even a sponsor. By the Brewery uh, is fantastic. But I don't know what inspired me. I got some kind of a green bowl at By the Brewery rather than a burger. I don't even think, I don't think they have a burger. Trying and, to be health uh, conscious. That, uh, maybe, maybe it's just me trying to be health conscious. Yes. So, uh, so I have not had a burger today. I don't think I will have a burger today. But... Um, but uh, I like a burger. Yes. I think, uh, burgers are delicious. Have and, you uh, have you ever had the burger downtown at Bishop? It's a French restaurant. They serve French I know what cuisine. It is. But on Monday, they have they their have burger. burger. Yeah. I think it's burger, fries, and a, and a glass of wine for $20. Have you ever had that burger? So Chris and I were discussing burgers briefly. I feel like I've spent too much time talking okay. about burgers recently. So I haven't. No, no. Just so I wasn't going on too much about burgers in my on my own show but because um, I like talking about burgers and uh, and we did both say independently he hadn't heard me say it in the first hour and then he brought it up in the second hour that the burger that we have not had in town there's a couple burgers that I've not had in town that I would like to have one is uh, the folks folly burger yep. they have certain nights I guess at the bar Jennifer used to talk about that and the other is people really do rave about the burger at Bishop. You've had it, I take it's it? It's unbelievably good. I mean, that, I, I, I hate to be, I don't want to sound dramatic, but I think that's the best burger I've had in Memphis. I truly believe What that. makes it so good? It, they have, like, this glaze, this, like, sauce on the plate, but it's just really good a bun. on the plate. Really good, uh, really good, uh, it's like a, it's like a, Gravy of sorts, if you will, but they they have good bacon on it, and I don't know how you feel about bacon. I know there's been some 
discussions about that. But good melted cheese. It's I, I, I don't I don't know how to put a finger on it, but it is unbelievably good. Now that I think about it, the special sauce too. Chris today said he said the picture looks beautiful, and then he called it a knife and fork burger. Whatever. Yeah, they they put the knife in the top of it. Yes. But um, how do I feel about bacon on a burger? I love bacon on a burger. Yes, I think it's tremendous. Um, And uh, I know people who have thought that bacon. The argument against bacon on a burger is that bacon. Oh yeah, we. You know why we talk yeah. about this? Because we yeah. talk about Roxy's. That's why. Yes, we're it takes away from the natural flavor of the burger. Yeah, it overpowers. It, 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 it. I don't. I don't believe. I don't subscribe to that. Neither I like do I. A, I like bacon on a burger. So that's exactly. I know the reason that I have felt like I've talked too much about burgers recently is because of Roxy's. That's exactly <laughs> it. I was talking about Roxy's uh, three weeks ago or yes. something. So anyway, yeah, I have not had it. Do should have it. Put it on my to-do list. Now, before we get to uh, expansion in Memphis in general, I have to ask you about this because we, uh, with, with, with you know, Jeffrey having his kid, I, I'm going to a baby yeah. shower this weekend. I was at a gender reveal last weekend. Connor and I had an interesting discussion off the top of the show. And I don't know if I've asked you this before, but how, what is your take on gender reveal parties? Baby showers are normal. What is your take on gender reveal parties? Really a, a 21st century invention, in my opinion. Yeah, I was pre-gender reveal party. They weren't not they were not a thing when I was having my kids. So uh, it wasn't something I had to wrestle with. Yes, one way or another. You know, I'm fine with them. Okay. I don't think I don't think I would have had one. Honestly, like I don't think I would have had one. I guess the, the my only issue with a gender reveal party is one of my issues with just sort of everything in life now is it, does everything have to be a freaking photo opportunity? It's a social media. A yeah. social, every, does everything have to be? I'm a, with you. And so, I mean, like the idea of that when you get engaged, I mean, there's a lot of these things. When you get engaged, it never occurred to me to have someone pop out of the closet with a camera at the moment I was getting <laughs> engaged, you know? like Right. Like, but, but now if it's not chronic, and I don't, I'm, I know I sound... And I don't like I, I'm not critical of anyone who makes the choice to do this. What I am generally I wonder about is the obsession with everything has to be. I'll tell you what the gender reveal question is when you're at the doctor's office and they're looking at the thing and they're then looking at the sonogram. And you at that point, I do think it matters. You know, that's a choice to be made, whether you're going to have them reveal the gender or not, because most of us can't really tell looking at the damn thing what it is. And so do you want to know? That's what matters. What matters doesn't matter, you know, having blue balloons or right. pink balloons or and then the other thing, I don't really care about the whole like I'm not someone who objects particularly to the gender the gender typecasting, like blue is boy, pink is girl, like all of that. But yeah. there are those who think that's a little well, yeah. too. Like you're buying into the whole, well, it's pink or it's blue or whatever. I don't mind that part of it. I just, I probably wouldn't do it because I just don't feel, I think everything is too public. And honestly, weirdly, this is true. Cause I, I have a very public job. I enjoy a lot of the public parts of the job, but I don't really like setting people up to look at me. You know what I mean? Like, like, Hey, come here. Like if I ever get married again, the first time you do it, 
I think you should get married in a public. I mean, whatever. I totally get yeah. that. That's just, we all, but after that, like, I don't need people to show up and look at me get married. There's again. only like, so whatever. many weddings like, you can take in, in one lifetime. And so I, just, I, I think we do too much look at me, participate in my, like, I think you should figure out if you want it. And what, what are, again, I'm not being critical because I know everyone <laughs> does it now and right. whatever else. And some of them are wildly entertaining the way they do it. And if people, listen, if it's fun for people and everyone's excited about it, then I guess it's fun for people and everyone's excited about it. So I sound like a fuddy-duddy, but the only part I just feel like is I really do think, it's a cliche to say it, but I think that if you're too busy chronicling everything, you know, sometimes when you're at the concert, you should just put down the camera and live in the present a little bit. Yes. Be in the present, know that it happened and you don't have to chronicle it and show it to everybody else and have a party and whatever else for it to have happened. But that's not the way it works now. We don't, we all feel like if it's not publicly acclaimed, validated and liked 10,000 times, it doesn't matter. And so it hasn't really even happened. And so, um, so yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm uh, I'm I'm pro people doing what makes them happy, but I myself uh, I don't believe I would have had a gender reveal party. Being the 28 year old old man I am, I'm telling you, I I uh, I I love throwing a party and celebrating people, but the gender reveal has always been interesting to me. It's always been, uh, you know. Have you been to a bunch of them? Oh, a bunch, I, I, I a bunch. Never, I, I was telling I've Connor off the top. To I've been to one where the 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 uh, the father was a hunter. So he uh, pulled out his uh, bow and arrow to do it. So he popped a balloon. They set a balloon off, and he hit the balloon. So I've seen some well, very interesting ones. That's good for that he hit it. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. uh, a, um, it was actually second try, but, yeah, they had two balloons. Uh, he had to hit it on the second um, try. I, uh, listen, I, that's sort of fun. Like, I guess that's kind of fun. I, but here's that's the other thing. Because I'm, you know, I'm 61 <laughs> – and I haven't been, I've never, literally never been invited to a gender reveal party. Um, yeah. So it's just not, it's not my thing. I miss the whole gender reveal uh, phenomenon. And so, um, yeah, I've never it been It is a phenomenon. That is, that is a good explanation. Well, let me ask you this. When you go to a gender reveal party, you don't have to bring a gift, do you? Do you bring, you can you bring if gift? you want, but no, you don't. You don't. You usually I mean, show up and they have food for you, you and champagne and mimosas and the whole thing. It's just an extra let me party. Ask you this. At the gender reveal party, who knows the actual gender? Uh, usually the mother and father of whoever's having the kid. Although this last right. one I went to, my buddy, uh, who I actually played it, uh, uh, he went to Christian Brothers, Robbie Young. Um, he knew it. He was the one who planned the whole thing. And his wife did not know, I believe. So that was that. And then. Some people have strong preferences about what they want, uh, you know, whether they want a boy or a girl. So you you usually can't help that, though, so <laughs> you can no, have preferences. No, you can't help it. Yeah. You can, you, do you want people seeing you publicly distraught when you realize it's a boy? Like, they're, they're ah, freaking <laughs> another boy. Yeah, no. Damn. I get it. I get another it. Another one of those. <laughs> um, so, no, anyway. Yeah. 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 Well, I had to get your opinion. Talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore. Calkins on X. Um, SMU, Cal, Stanford, ACC, we talked about it yesterday. I don't think anything's imminent right this second, but we'll see. Um, they're making their concessions, and I wonder how, how, how 
long it'll take for them to flip one vote in the ACC to get to three quarters. But obviously with Memphis, we've been sort of demoralized by the whole thing. And I, I got posed a question that I want to pose to you, and I know it's not the full reason that, that Memphis is left out of a power conversation that SMU's in right now with the ACC, but how much do you think add, sort of is added on top when we talk about Penny Hardaway and a potential lack of institutional control in basketball? Like, How much do you think that plays into conferences coming to look at Memphis and, and maybe a symptom or a reason that they're left out and, and you know, Another negative attached to their name, if you will, in the the power conference conversation. I don't believe it's a significant factor. Okay. I got you. Um, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I suppose it could be layered on to the. I, I believe that Memphis, as I've said before, is. I mean, obviously, the first biggest thing is simply eyeballs money, all, all of those things. The first yes. biggest thing is, like, if, if Memphis could deliver Notre Dame-like TV ratings, it, nothing else would yes, happen. So would. let's start with there, right? So Correct. that's the first thing. So Memphis isn't perceived as a massive draw. It's just not. So we have to be honest about that. So I think that's the most important thing. Um, and then the other things that matter, it seemed to me, are, as we've seen, money um, in terms of uh, with that, it, both in terms of, of the money that you have to pour into facilities, the money that you have, like SMU does, to forego uh, getting the TV contract, the, the, the perception that you are a rich school and so will continue to do good things. I think money is another thing um, that matters, obviously, significantly. I think academic reputation, you know, matters to some extent. Yes. Um, and 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 because in the end it's university presidents, so I think it's one of the things that matters. Um, and then I think I think all of, but I think that there is this sort of, and you can argue that all these things go together with Memphis. That it's, um, ah, some, um, some NCAA stuff. Doesn't have a lot of money. Um, there's crime in the city. The facilities aren't, you know, aren't. Uh, it's a hard, you know, aren't great necessarily. Yeah. They don't like, and all of that. It's it's a it's a vastly improving academic institution, but it is a, a you know a, it is an urban institution that serves a lot of first generation kids and all of that. And all those things go together to to create just an impression of Memphis that is not like you know a glowing you know golden child of a right. universe. It's just not. <laughs> right. You know what I mean. And I think, I think the Penny Hardaway stuff really never occurred to me that it would have had any significant impact. I think that it might, it might be of a piece there. It yes. fits with what people already have in terms of a preconception of lawlessness or whatever else. And I think all of those things fit together. But, you know, there's plenty of schools uh, – uh, uh, Auburn has certainly had a lot of uh, NCAA right. issues over the years. They're not getting kicked out. Louisville has had a lot of issues over the years. Tennessee. They got welcomed in. Tennessee has had issues over the years. They I, like it's it, it, Michigan dealing with it right now. Yeah. So I now those places are already yes. in. So that's a little different than being welcomed in. Um, but you know Cincinnati. Ba- you know they. they, they 
it's hard to find places that worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Haven't had issues a- along the way. Um, but, you know, Louisville, Louisville is, the, is the most interesting and the most, in some ways, I think the most demoralizing, really, when you get right back to it. The original sin to, was not picking the course that Louisville picked because mm-hmm. those are two very similar institutions and um, in very in similar cities that have served similar student bodies and and one just decided you got to give them all the credit in the world. They just decided we are going to become a football power and we are going to build our own football stadium and we are going yep. and they did it and and they did this. Back when, when you know, to say no one was thinking about it is an overstatement. But that, you know, they were on the cutting edge of realizing what mattered, and that just wasn't. And so that's the real, to me, the real struggle. But yeah, I don't think the penny stuff is a big part of it. Yeah, I think it's a small symptom. I think when you look at SMU versus Memphis, the one point eight billion dollar endowment versus eight hundred million dollar endowment, and money donors where you're at in the world, TV market, that plays into it a lot more than anything Penny Hardaway is, is any transgressions yeah. he's had. Perception of the type of university it Correct. is, I really think, matters to the ACC and Stanford and Cal. You know, um, and so, yeah, there's all of that. Texas, I think, is helpful, obviously, just the fact that they're in Texas. Um, so, but I, what I do, I do find this discussion to be um, – just demoralizing yes. because no doubt. A, a, in, at a macro level, it's a depressing thing because, um, you know, as Jack Swarbrick, 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 whatever Swarbrick. Said, he said, he said this, the state of college athletics is a disaster. And I think that is true of their own doing. So at a macro level, it's depressing. And then you'd find it much less depressing if you were SMU right now. You yes. Know, at a macro level, it's still depressing in some way. Like, what, 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 what has college sports come to? But at least you have something exciting to talk about. I think it's not fun to talk about being passed over day after day after day. Yeah. So I find it to be a particularly 
demoralizing. I mean, we have to talk about it, but I like it's demoralizing. In fact, I'm going to shift the topic. Here's my question. Okay. John Martin wrote about John wrote about um, Ryan Silverfield has to one of his tasks is to win over the masses, right? To win back the masses. Yep. First, do you think that is part of his task? Does he have yes. to win back the masses? Yeah. And do you think it's fair to say that he that he's lost a big chunk of the masses? Yes, I think it's fair to say both things, and I think he does have to, and it's all winning. It's all winning. Win nine or ten games, and I think you bring some people back. I think anything less well, that than that, I mean, but, right. you know, I, I absolutely think it is. I mean, I, coming especially coming off of the years of Norvell, there was just never really an issue with that because he sold the program in the offseason, and we know how good of a salesman he is when it comes to that. I don't think Ryan's in that same boat necessarily. They're just not – they're not – necessarily built the same. So winning is going to cure it. And I think a lot of people would get back on board, but I think that is part of anything short of getting to the championship game, quote unquote, win back the masses nine and three and close to the championship game right on the outside. I think, I think you're right. Eight and four though, with four losses against those teams that you think they could lose to SMU, Tulane, Boise state, Mizzou. I don't think that does anything for you. No, 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 no. No, not. You have to win well, some of and, those. and what's too bad is that's not a bad year. No. It's just a bad year when combined with the years that we've just had. That's it. It just doesn't do. It's just a bad year when, when well, looked at you, it through you, that Certainly, I, would, I, would, I mean, you, you think that's part of his job, right? I, I mean, part of his job is just getting the, getting the team and making the product better, but I think that you accomplish getting people back on board if the product is better. I think no, no. I 100% believe that in this day and age, in this environment, it's one of the things that Tubby Smith never understood, yep. never believed that he thought literally the only thing that mattered was what happened on the on the court, and that's fine. But it puts incredible pressure on what happens on the court. You better damn well win at a high enough level that it creates, uh, you know, incredible excitement. Tubby never thought that was part of the job. Mm-hmm. To, to enter, which is weird because in the end it is an entertainment, you know. So it is, of course, part of the job. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I do think though it's an interesting way to put it. Like the, there's so much else he has to deal with now. Ryan does the NIL stuff yep. and the transfer, everything else, and, and and then stuff he always used to deal with academics and and then on top of that, he can't worry about it this way. But on top of that, really. It's about winning people, winning hearts back. Yep. And I think that's a hard thing to do. I used to think it was an impossible thing to do. Um, like once people are out on you, they're always going to be out on you. But there's a lot of examples recently. Jim Harbaugh certainly won. Mike Norvell even, in fact, at Florida State. Uh, another where people sort of felt like they were out on someone, James Franklin at Penn State, where they were out on him until they were back in on him. So yep. maybe it's not impossible. Now, last thing for you, Memphis Grizzlies and the ESPN, uh, whatever, picks for the Western Conference. Grizzlies are at eighth. A little, little too far down for you, or, or do you uh, subscribe to, hey, this is going to be no, a hell of a step back? This is, we see this every single year. Yep. Like, well, it is, they, they, the, the last two years they finished second, and no one has had them finishing second. I, I don't know exactly what it is precisely, um, why there's not an understanding that this is a, a really pretty damn good team. But um, it's a pretty damn good team, and I think I will be surprised if they don't finish higher than eight. I hear you. Now, Jeff, appreciate it, man. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks, Gabe. Bye. Yes, sir.
Thanks to Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X, columnist of the Daily Memphian. Follow all of his work, dailymemphian.com, and all of his radio work, 9 to 11, right here with the Jeff Calkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Now we need a transition. Thanks to Jeff for joining. But we have Mr. College Football, Tony Barnhart, on the way ahead of his speaking engagement in the speaker series for the Memphis Touchdown Club. He's next right here on the Gabe Kuhn Show. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. They keep trying to tell me here. I always tell you about the Memphis Touchdown Club and their eight-part speaker series coming up this fall. They open it up on Monday with Mr. College Football. That would be Tony Barnhart, columnist for TMG College Sports and also contributor to 104.5 The Zone in Nashville. He joins the show now ahead of his speaking engagement on Monday. If you need tickets, information to go see Tony, go to memphistdclub.com. Tony, thanks for carving out some time. Well, it's good to be with you. It's hard to believe this. Time to go back to see my friends in Memphis. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We have, we have fun with this uh, every year. I'm looking forward to being back. Yeah, um, I got to say, I am glad we have week zero upon us because it's a little distraction from realignment. That is what that is my big takeaway <laughs> for this week. It has been a frustrating offseason. We've barely gotten to talk about on-field performance and what, what teams are going to look like with all of the, the craziness going on. We we actually get a chance to talk about ball, okay? Yeah, <laughs> and, and who's going where, and how much money they're going to get, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, and and it may not be over. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. We might we might we're going to hear something here pretty soon on um, Stanford and Cal and and maybe SMU to this to ACC. Yeah, we're going to hear something on that soon. Yeah, what do you, what do you think about SMU being a part of this? Obviously, uh, uh, seven years. I think they're going to throw two hundred ten million dollars at the ACC, pay their exit fee for the AAC, and not not take any money. But this is going to be an interesting case study. Can you really buy yourself into a conference if SMU gets in? That's what has happened. <laughs> Looks like that's pretty much what they've done. Okay, and uh, SMU's not worried about the money. They got they got, they got, <laughs> they got plenty of, it. of yeah. money. They have some very well healed, healed alumni, so and what it, what for the ACC? What it does is it gets them into the Texas market uh, from a recruiting standpoint, and that and that will be that will be a benefit. As if you're looking around trying to say, now why are they really doing this? More and more, it it always comes back to money or recruiting, and in this case, I think for SMU, it's recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think there's any way that I'll, last thing on realignment because I want to get to actually what we're going to see on the field? But um, do you think there's any way the Pac-12 can make amends and try to survive just by name, or are they going to fold altogether? Uh, but well, especially if Stanford and Cal are gone, uh, now you're down to two teams: uh, Oregon yep. State, Washington State, and I think they'll be they'll be both looking for a home. I'd be very surprised if they didn't go to the Mountain West. Yeah, and it'll be the first time that we've seen a power two power five schools jump back to group of five or group of six, whatever you want to call it. I don't know where we're headed. Right. It's it's just a, a lot of moving parts. Now, uh, uh, I do want to talk about Georgia because you uh, you used to write for the AJC um, this off season. Obviously, after uh, after two straight national championships, um, they've they've had a lot of different issues that they've mm-hmm. dealt with. And uh, first of all, what did you think about all of the the sort of back and forth between them and the AJC 
uh, this offseason. Then I'll ask you about Georgia as that a team was, this year. Yeah, yeah, that that was a tough situation, and that one's tough for me to, to talk about because right. I've got loyalty on both sides. Uh-huh. Uh, I worked there for 25 years. Obviously, I've got connections to the University of Georgia. It was a, it was a difficult thing to go through, but that's about as much as I can say about it. I hear you. I hear you. Now, what what do you think about Georgia this year? I mean, we're we're we're, we're going on a really good. potential three peat. Uh, no question, but uh, I mean, Kirby Smart's big uh, discussion point this entire offseason has been: um, Can you fight complacency? Do you think sure. that this team can fight complacency? I think they can. He's Kirby Smart's done a lot of homework on what makes dynasties remain dynasties and what what how do they avoid complaint he studied a lot of different teams and a lot of different sports to learn more about it and the fact of the matter is is, you know logically you would say you can't win three in a row because things do catch up right the the ball that bounced your way against ohio state didn't bounce that way or you're down two touchdowns at uh, missouri and find a way to win that game maybe something happens and you don't find a way to win the game but the fact of the matter is from a talent standpoint, Georgia's got the best roster. Uh, I think they've got the best roster in the SEC, and certainly they're with Alabama and LSU. And uh, and have you looked at their schedule? Yeah, I mean, nothing I mean, on there. On. Right. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's a very, very manageable, and I'm being charitable when I say that. <laughs> right. It's a manageable schedule. Uh, you, you got a trip to Knoxville on November 18th. That could be big. You know the Kentucky game is going to be better than a lot of people think, and so. Uh, but I just I think Georgia's just too talented. Uh, I just don't see who's I don't see who's going to beat them. Um, Carson Beck has been named the starter, and obviously there's a lot of questions about that quarterback room. Less questions in the Alabama quarterback room at this moment, but still questions. Carson Beck's going to take over. What What do you expect out of him in year one as a starter, to, taking over for Stetson Bennett, who is just steady Stetson? I mean, unbelievably good at just sort of spreading the ball around. Uh, obviously didn't have high hopes for, for what he was going to be able to accomplish as a walk-on, short, didn't really have the – the attributes, but Carson Beck has all those attributes that you look for in a high division one power five SEC quarterback. Well, he, he's a four-star kid out of Jacksonville. Everybody wanted him. Uh, who knew? And he, 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 who knew that Stetson Bennett was going to become Stetson Bennett. Right. And, and, and to his credit, Harrison, to Beck's credit, he stayed and is now going to get his opportunity. He's been in the system for three, three years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's, he knows it better than any of the other young talented freshman they have and so i i think he's going to be fine i i've been told he's he is a lot more gifted than people know because they, they just haven't seen him enough yeah yeah i mean he's tall he's got an arm i mean he's he's way more physically talented than what they've had for the past couple of years and that's there's no doubt about that now alabama and their quarterback situation has people very concerned how concerned are you about this team we have two new coordinators and kevin Steele and tommy reese Nick Saban's trying to turn back the clock a little bit, probably run the ball a little bit more, but that quarterback situation is uh, still not quite where it needs to be, and we're not far from the season. Well, I think it's going to be Jalen Milrow, uh, right. simply because they're good. they are going to run the ball more. Uh, I've had that conversation with Nick Saban. Uh, they want to be a more physical, and I, I just think he's got his team in, in a full-blown revenge mode. And they, I, I, I'm, I'm picking Alabama to win the West. I'm picking them to play Georgia for the SEC championship. I'm also picking them to make the Final Four. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I just think this: people look at the quarterback situation. 
and, and assume that Alabama can't be as good. But I don't, you know, let's let's be honest. Alabama hasn't gotten good quarterback play the last five six years. They've gotten elite yes. quarterback play. They had national championship quarterback play, and so um, I just think they're going to come through and have a big season. I, I, I'm. I think they're going to end up playing uh, Georgia for the SEC championship. Yeah. Now LSU though was, I mean, they won the West last year and they ended up yep. beating uh, beating uh, that team by one um, yep. late in that game. I, 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 this is certainly just because you pick Alabama at the top of the West. That's not a shot against LSU. I would I would assume. Or do you think that there's no. some level of step back they're going to take? I, I really like LSU. I, I, I tried to tell people last year that Brian Kelly is a really really good coach. Mr. Consistency. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Just huge wins. I, when it all comes down, so how, Tony, how can you pick Alabama? You know what? Alabama's got a talented roster. They are, what, two years removed from the number one recruiting class. They've been in the top three or four last four or five years. And the game, the LSU-Alabama game, is in Tuscaloosa. Yep. That's, to me, that's always the tiebreaker. And it was in this case, and that's why I'm picking Alabama. Um, who is who is sort of your dark horse? When we look around the country, obviously Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, USC, all thought of very highly. Who is your dark horse in college football to potentially make the college football playoff this year? Well, I, I think you better keep your eye on Utah, who opens up with Florida. They've got their quarterback Cameron Rising coming back. Uh, they, they could be there. I think uh, I, I wouldn't call them a dark horse, but a lot a lot of people are not giving USC the credit uh, they deserve. Uh, Clemson's not a dark horse, but I got Clemson and I got Clemson in my final four with one of the best defensive lines we've seen in, in a in a long long time. So my final four are or Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama. So yeah, my former coach over at Florida State, Mike Norvell, has a better roster than he's had in mm-hmm. a long long time, and they and they. Did unbelievable things last year. Jordan Travis is back. Uh, they bring in Keon Coleman from Michigan State. Uh, but how much hinges for that team week one? Like how much of their season hinges on that week one matchup versus LSU? Well, if you lose it, if you win it, it's great because now you're you're in everybody's top three or four. And you're in the big. But even if you lose, you're in great shape. The issue with Florida State is if they lose uh, if they lose the opener with LSU. Now your margin of victory is yep. gone. You know, if you win it, you could you could lose to Clemson on the twenty third and and be, play them again in the ACC championship game and beat them to go to the playoffs. So the, that that game, the game with LSU, is big in that it takes any margin of error away, mm-hmm. and that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. Now, something I've struggled with again talking with Tony Barnhart, Mister College Football. Um, he will be speaking with the Memphis Touchdown Club on Monday at Hilton Memphis. For tickets and information, go to MemphisTDClub.com. Uh, something I've struggled with this year, I, I see it as split. Texas A&M, your outlook on them. Bobby Petrino comes in. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimbo, we know that the offense the past couple of years since Kellen Mond left has been miserably bad. Are you buying into Texas A&M, or are you still sort of in wait-and-see mode with, with Connor Weigman and, and what they can get accomplished? 
Oh, I mean, they could finish third in the West. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't, I don't see anything better right. than that. The question is, well, can they show enough improvement with Bobby Petrino calling the plays and running the offense to where okay, we've got something that we can build on? But I, I don't think I don't think they're going to finish ahead of either Alabama or LSU. But the the, the great thing about the experiment with the Jimbo Fisher mm-hmm. and Bobby Petrino, it, it's either going to be. <laughs> an unqualified success yes. or an unmitigated disaster. Yep. It's going to be one of those. No two. in between. There's no in between, and it's it is going to be fascinating to watch. And you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work. I don't know. I can give you 75 million reasons why Jimbo's going to be just <laughs> right. Right. I am. I'm. I'm kind of cold on the idea of it. Of it being a a good working relationship because I don't know if Jimbo has given us the green light and and told us exactly what he thinks that. Uh, Bobby Petrino's role is going to be. They had the questions this entire offseason about who's going to call the plays, and he he was very uh, noncommittal to say the least about how no. that relationship was going to be. Well, that ain't that ain't going to last because I promise you, there's, there's no way Bobby Petrino takes that job unless okay, unless he's got reassurances that he's calling the plays. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be you know Jimbo bless his heart, he can't help it, <laughs> and if something doesn't go well, you know he's going to get on that headphone. And uh, we'll see. It's it's going to be. It will be a storyline that'll be with us all season long. Now, is it as strange for you as it is for me? The the year we are talking about the Pac-12 potentially turning to dust, they probably have one of their best football products we've seen in in really since yeah. 2010. I mean, they're the quarterback yeah. Michael Penix, Bo Nix, Caleb Williams, Shador yeah. Sanders, Cam Ward's even good at Washington State. Cam Rising, you mentioned from Utah. Is is it as weird for you as it is for me that this is? One of the more, um, one of the more uh, most I've looked forward to a Pac-12 football season, but we're talking about it completely deteriorating after this year. I mean, you're talking about a conference, the conference of champions. Uh, they, right. they they have won more championships than anybody else. But it's amazing what happens when things when that when that when that uh, that that train starts rolling and people start to panic, and you know all of a sudden the Big Ten is picking up. Oregon and Washington at bargain basement prices, and yep. it, and and that's it, it's just amazing what has happened, and it's sad. First Very. I got mad. First I got mad, and then I got sad. I'm saying, how can this happen? And of course, we know the answer: how this could happen. We don't have any leadership at the yep. top. We don't have any leadership at the top of college football. We've needed a commissioner forever, and mm-hmm. this is the inevitable result when you don't have leadership at the top. It, it seems like there's no easy fix, though, and I think there's a, a calling for you know to to you know, on the NIL front, transfer portal front, uh, uniting by a lot of people to try to get Congress involved here. Is there an easy answer? Is there an answer that you prefer no, over others? There is not. There is not an easy answer. I spoke to a member of Congress not long ago, and basically said, "Tony, you don't want us running college. Football, <laughs> you don't. Want right, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> and the thing, I." I the NIL, you've got to come up with a set of standards that everybody's willing to agree by. Did you see the story? See the story this week with the governor of the great state of Missouri yep. is going to let high school it. players get NIL money, <laughs> but <laughs> but they have to go to a school in the state of Missouri. Yes. Oh, what could go wrong and, there? And I then mean, and then immediately they got the number one uh, D lineman in the class of twenty twenty four. Yep. And they're also talking about Ryan Wingo, who's I, I know from. Obviously, I'm from I'm from St. Louis, was out from West County. 
There's a guy named Ryan Wingo who's a five-star, one of the uh, many Wingos that has played college football. He's talking about going to Mizzou. That's going to help them, but that is just a strange law in itself. It's it's so weird. Well, when you do it by state, it's like, hey, coach, tell us what you need in the law, and we'll put it in there, okay? Just let us know. I mean, goodness gracious. Yes, it's a lot. It's a lot. Now, last thing for you, I do have to ask you a little group of five um, because we are in we are in Memphis. That's my alma mater. Um, what do you think about the state of that program right now, year four with Ryan Silverfield at the helm? Well, I, I like what he's I like what he's done there. Somebody said, "What would be your advice to a school like Memphis?" I said, "Start building today and keep building." Yep. Because it, it all hinges on recruiting, and recruiting hinges on what you can show a guy when he comes to your campus. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so you, you start building. And, uh, and the SEC has gone through an incredible wave of building. And if, if you're Memphis, you, you know, when, when it's time for the dance, you want to look the best you can. Okay? Mm-hmm. So go, yeah. go start building and get yourself a new uh, uh, party outfit and get ready. Yeah, and there was a look at the Big 12. They thought that for a while, especially the fan base, thought that the Big 12 was going to be an option. I, I have said this. For Memphis at this point, it's just control the controllable. Fill out the stadium, have success, and just keep building on what you have. Try to get the stadium renovations done. It, it, it seems like all they can do, right, Tony? Right, and you can catch a conference like a Big 12 who suddenly, you know, obviously they're losing Texas and Oklahoma. Maybe they get in a situation where, hey, we've got to add, we've got, financially, we've got to add some teams. So if you're Memphis, you better be ready when that phone call comes. Don't don't say, oh, they're interested in us. Now, let's build some more stuff. No, let's build it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have a friend of mine who works uh, for the Georgia Department of Transportation. I said, what? And he builds roads. He builds interstates. And I said, what is the main thing you have to know when you're in charge of building roads? He said, the main thing you have to know is if you wait until you need to build a road, you're in trouble. Yep. You got you to gotta build roads five, ten 15 years in advance. Same thing here. You got to start now getting ready for what could happen five years from now, 10 years from now. It's all about foresight in this day and age. And I, I'm afraid the PAC 12 didn't have that, but all these other schools can, can take a, take a lesson out of that. But uh, Tony Barnhart, Mr. College football will be at the Hilton Memphis on Monday. Uh, He is the first speaker in the eight-part speaker series in the fall for the Memphis Touchdown Club. For tickets and information, go to memphistdclub.com. Tony, I appreciate you carving out some time, man. Thank you. Okay, take care. Yes, sir. Again, Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football columnist at TMG College Sports and also contributor to 104.5 The Zone in Nashville. Um, When you think of engagement rings, wedding bands, diamonds – I, 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 there's only one place you need to think of. That's Robert Irwin Jewelers. Ring design is the number one thing women care about and why all Robert Irwin Jewelers rings are fully customizable. And I, by fully customizable, we mean fully. If you have a picture, if you have a drawing of what you want to come to life, they can bring it to life. And then if you go in there, they'll be very kind, helpful. If you don't have a picture or a drawing, you choose the center stone or the center stone, cut clarity, shape, size. You pick the setting. Don't worry. They'll help you if you need help with that setting. But Robert Irwin Jewelers will make that ring for your special someone that no one else has or even tried on. It was designed totally by you for them. It always means more when you take the time to do something special. And also, there's no pressure with the Robert Irwin Jewelers meant to be guaranteed. Buy your loose diamond and custom-made engagement ring at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and you have 365 days to return it. If everything goes bad, if you don't like what you have, if it's not the right size, if, y'all do, if, if the whole relationship doesn't work out, you have the meant to be guaranteed 365 days to return that 
ring. Robert Irwin Jewelers has been doing this for a long time, 42 years to be exact. Howie and his family have always provided different, more relaxed ways to buy fine jewelry with less pressure and more options at much better prices. There are bigger, brighter diamonds with zero down and up to 60 months to pay at Robert Irwin Jewelers. Whether it's birthday, anniversary, congratulations, I love you, I'm sorry, Merry Christmas, from $250 to $250,000, Robert Irwin Jewelers has something for every budget. There's five Memphis locations, including the OG there on Perkins Extended, or you can go online at rijewelers.com. Small talk is on the way. That's next on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by the Memphis Touchdown Club. Just got done talking with Mr. College Football, Tony Barnhart. He'll be the first of eight in this fall speaker series for the Memphis Touchdown Club. That'll be Monday night again at Hilton Memphis. If you need tickets, information, memphistdclub.com is where you get that. Now, uh, Jerry Jones, this was absolutely positively hilarious, what he said yesterday. Now, Sam Williams, their D-end, out of Ole Miss, um, he has been uh, caught up in a lot of different things um, in his first two years in a Cowboys uniform. He had an offense last year for going 98 miles per hour. He's had to deal with that. Now there's another situation that has happened for him going over the speed limit, I believe, 66 miles per hour. And what Jerry Jones has said about Sam Williams, when I read this quote, it totally threw me for a loop because I thought he was joking. He said, this sounds a little hollow, but he is maturing. What was he going? 66 miles per hour. That's 32 miles per hour less this year. 98 last year to 66. So that's improvement. So you hear that and you say, okay, he's got to be joking. That's got to be tongue in cheek. You listen to the actual quote and how he went about Say he was dead serious. Is he wrong? He was. <laughs> he's not fully wrong, but he's wrong. Are we he sure he's dead, not a Georgia Bulldog? Didn't it throw you for it? Because when I went to go listen to it, I was like, okay, this is going to be funny. He's going to be laughing the whole time. He was dead serious. I, I ninety-eight to sixty-six. Exactly what happened to me when you when you when I read the quote, I was like, oh, this is an obvious an obvious joke. And then you go and you watch it, and I'm like, no, he's dead serious. He's <laughs> he's dead serious at that. He's he's improving. Sam Williams is good at football. All right. So he's making improvements. We're going to paint it this way. That is the perfect, and I heard you, you, and, uh, you and Mark talking about it. It's a perfect tell. It's he is one telling of the his best. story. It's one of the best tell-your-stories I think I've ever seen, to be quite honest. And also we learned that uh, there's going to be a Jerry Jones documentary for uh, Netflix. He got paid $50 million to participate. I'm sure that's going to go into all of the things and all of the if, problems if with Swamp Jerry Jones. Kings, if Swamp Kings was any indication— and Urban Meyer and the propaganda that that, uh, that ended up telling us this will be pure Cowboys Jerry Jones propaganda. Have, have people always gotten f- money to get a documentary made about them? I don't that's, know. That seems odd. Like $50 sh- million? Dollars? That's way too much money for Jerry Jones. It should be somewhat interesting, but I want Jerry Jones to go into everything. I want to hear all the tough details. He's not I don't think to. that's going to no be the way. case. No way. The Jerry Jones documentary, that, that a good one, would be made after he died. Let's be honest about it. It's become some of these documentaries. It's access journalism, where you just get the access and they tell you certain stories, but they leave out the parts they want you to leave out. It's it's just it's all propagated, and that's what we're going to see with Jerry Jones. But great, great way of telling his story about Sam. Williams. Tremendous. It was fantastic. Now we have one hour left in the show, and uh, we're going to get to the blitz around six thirty. But coming up next, we have some uh, college basketball, some Memphis basketball to talk about. We had the report from John Fanta yesterday that uh, his sources told him that 
it's likely leaning that DeAndre Williams' waiver will be denied, but I, Jason Munns will have a say on that next as we discuss with him right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. All 650 acquisition fee, 30,000 miles, 20 cents excess mileage, Forte PE 659993, MSRP 22540, Nero P501 5237, MSRP 4390, EV6 P560 3393, MSRP 50293, includes all rebates in the sentence, must finance through Hyundai, excludes tax island license with approved credit, see deal for details, offer valid through 92523, dealer stock only, warranties, a limited powertrain warranty, see Kia.com or retailer for details. I got Jeff Allen on the line. Hey, what's the scoop over there in Mariah. Randy, we got deals everyone wants. How about 41 MPG Highway, 2023 Kia Forte LXS, 249 a month, 29.99 do at signing. Hey Jeff, give me some EV scoop. 2023 Nero EV Win, 253 miles of EPA estimated range, 292 a month, and a 2023 Kia EV6 Win with up to 134 city, 101 highway MPGE, only 425 a month, both 49.99 do at signing, all 36 month lease, and Kia's 10 year hundred. 1000 mile powertrain limited warranty to boot. So whether you live in Horn Lake, South Haven, Olive Branch, or Memphis, you'll be happy, happy at Gossip Key on Mount Moriah. 2680 Mount Moriah or Key this Labor Day at the Home Depot, we're rolling out store-wide savings, like a new lower price of $99 on the Ryobi OnePlus 18-volt two-tool kit. Because we see long weekends as an opportunity to power up your projects. With the OnePlus battery system that works on over 280 products and counting. All driving you to do more this Labor Day at the Home Depot. Get the Ryobi OnePlus 18-volt two-tool kit for a new low price of $99. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Howie, when a guy and a girl come into Robert Irwin Jewelers looking for an engagement ring, why is it a different experience with you guys? We know every guy and every girl have a unique and wonderful love story, and their ring should be unique, too. Whether it's picking a ring right out of our showcase that's ready to wear or custom making the engagement ring of your dreams, we've got you covered at Robert Irwin Jewelers. From every budget to every style? Oh, yeah, of course. Bigger, brighter diamonds. Better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers or online at rijewelers.com. I'll tell you what when folks come to my house you know what they drink on that would be old dominic tennessee whiskey and it is made right here in the heart of downtown memphis distilled barreled aged bottled in memphis first time that's been the case since prohibition it is memphis whiskey it's unto its own maple sugar charcoal distilling it's good every single time to drink on ice you can have it neat you can mix your favorite cocktail with it but everyone in my house we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.